combat sports breakdown let's get it all right so this is uh the first solo episode last week we had a bunch of stuff going on a little disappointed i wasn't able to get the episode out anyways but it is what it is um ufc fight night whitaker versus gastelum man this was an action-packed fight card uh, a lot of decisions but the decisions actually weren't even that boring the first fight was tony gravely versus anthony burchard and this was one of my picks um tony gravely is a dana white contender series alum he uh he really came out banging man he uh he had a good win um like the fact that he got the, the early knockout made for a fun exciting first fight on to the next one the second fight got canceled so the next one ended up being uh austin hubbard versus dakota bush i like austin hubbard he's really got a lot going for him right now he uh he was two and three in the ufc going into this fight so much needed win for him as well i think he he really needed to just prove that he was a, a good i don't want to say like contender but he he wanted needed to prove that he had a, uh that ufc drive in him i guess we should say um dakota bush i was really impressed with him he won his previous fight with a head kick so you know those are always exciting he did only have an eight and two record going into this fight so fairly new into his career and uh, professional fighting don't really think there's anything wrong with a loss at this point in his career you know had a lot to learn he did go to a decision with hubbard so that was pretty cool um we had a uh, bartos Fabinitsky versus Gerald Mirshart and between them and the first fight it got the card going. Mirshart had a, a tight guillotine on him quick he threw it in and and Fabianinski he probably had that Polish power and that's exactly what Mearshart wanted to stay away from so I'm happy he was able to, to get a win because he after that Hamzat loss he really was like probably down on himself and and I don't ever want anybody to feel that way especially in the fight game you got to be all the way in so I'm, I'm happy to see that he he ended up turning that around um Gerald Mearshart is a savage on the ground I don't suggest going to the ground with him fight number four we have Jessica Panay versus Lupita Lupi Godinez. Man, I am impressed with Lupita. She is an exciting female fighter in this 115 division. She has massive power. She literally literally threw Jessica off of her shoulders like she she was going for this triangle up against the fence and Lupi just tossed her bro like she was on the ground looking up like what do i even do i don't even know how to react to this so she like tried to get up and it was just a really awkward moment so it was really impressive though that's my daughter in the background just in case anybody was wondering what, what all that commotion was we have alexander romanov versus juan espino and again let, let's go through i i had picked tony gravely i had picked austin hubbard i picked mirchard picked Panay. uh that Panay one they gave it to her but i i honestly scored it for loopy uh loopy probably took two of those rounds and jessica just barely squeaked by so i'm not gonna go ahead and talk down on what she did because jessica fought her ass off so i mean coming into this fight with a three fight losing streak was was like crazy and but those losses were to andrade and uh joanna so anytime you have those two names in the mix you know that they were fighting the best two women in that weight class at the time the next fight we have alexander king kong romanov i'm a big fan of this guy this was an interesting fight juan espino i felt like was definitely winning i picked romanov in this so like i'm not gonna complain again if you're betting money 
money on these guys, you'd just be happy with the win. He kept his undefeated record, but Espino was winning this fight, and then there was a weird knee to the groin, and Romanov went down, and like it was it was direct. Like it might have been a kick, but it was it was direct. Like it was right on the cup, but he couldn't straighten his leg. And if you can't straighten your leg, you can't walk. And for Romanov, he he squeaked by on this one, but I mean he's gonna have to be be real careful because now there's a blueprint to beating him. These uh, heavyweights, that I mean you can't really discount a heavyweight at any point of a fight, but Romanov was out. Like I I I don't think he was coming back to win this fight, so he should just be happy that he got this technical split decision. So interesting way that one ended. We have Luis Pena, man, violent Bob Ross. You know there's something to say about this guy. He's really exciting. He's dynamic i did not think he won this fight again one of my picks so i'm not gonna complain but he he needs to sharpen his skills he legitimately came in there excited he looked loose ready to go but he just couldn't put it together he was really struggling when it came to that like he was he said he felt like he was doing everything he wanted but there's no way man i i genuinely believe munoz won that fight so i mean it is what it is i'm a bob violent bob ross fan and I won't, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to complain, but I like the fact that he's having these difficulties and needs to face adversity in this point in his career. It's what every young fighter needs. You can't just have it too easy. And if you do, it's just going to become problems later down the line. So let's not let wait for a championship situation for there to for him to fall. You know, let's let him find his adversity early on and battle it out like most people do. This next fight, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. I had picked him. Um, this was his first fight at 185. He's a 170-er, but he missed weight a couple times. Um, Jacob Malkoon, he's a training partner for Robert Whitaker. And with that being said, it's just one of those things like you, you see a blueprint for this guy and he had an 18 second KO loss like there's not really much you can say from an 18 second KO loss you just have to expect he's going to come out and fight hard and then Abdul Razak Al-Hassan this guy you know he's got all the strength all the talent all the ability and he just seems like he's having trouble putting it together I really like the guy he's from Ghana he's 10 and 3 going into this fight he's just he's got to find a way to put it all together if you get him out of the first round it seems like you beat him and that's just not how you can be it this level of the game i think we all know that by now he he has a win over nico price but like i said that was a first round win like oh this dude he genuinely has no wins outside of the first round so that it's just hard to really gauge someone once they get that level of a gas jacob malcoon looks strong he looks sharp this australian is primed and ready to go that four and one record make that five and one now he's only 25 he really just he had a great night out man that scratched that 18 second loss off the record and come back and wrestle like that and you're gonna win a lot of fights man you have andre arlovsky in his 51st fight this is absolutely outrageous and he's still using the same combos he used when i started watching mixed martial arts in general but the ufc andre arlovsky has been using the same exact combo for about 20 years now so if you don't know the blueprint on what arlovsky's gonna do you just haven't watched enough fight film chase sherman came out he was doing good this was my pick i like him but at the same time if you, if you don't study up on Arlovsky he's gonna pick you apart this guy is an adamant pro he's been doing this for a long time and you just 
can't doubt someone and then go in there and fight like Chase Sherman fought. Like he completely counted Arlovsky out of the fight and then stepped in there and went, oh, okay, this guy at 42 years old has 50 pro fights and I'm in here. Like, oh shit. So that that's not really much you could do for that. You know, like Chase Sherman probably just didn't realize until he was in there that Arlovsky is trying to go that whole distance. He wants the three rounds and he wants to go to war. It's what he's been doing for a long time. I think it's kind of where he's comfortable. Let's talk about this Jeremy Stevens Dracar close push situation. So a lot of people are thinking like, oh, he's he's lying. I don't think that he uh, sent his injury and his x-ray and all that stuff over to Ariel Hawani like his team did. Not necessary, bro. You're a professional fighter. You don't have to defend yourself. But the one thing I do want to know is did he hurt himself in training and then the push just made it worse and then he could not avoid coming out with it saying oh i'm hurt because most people go into a fight with some injuries but i think a concussion and like it was like a neck like a fracture somewhere in his collarbone or neck or shoulder or something so he ended up getting shoved if you didn't see it by now jeremy stevens is a guy that conor mcgregor famously said who the fuck is that guy in the press conference and you know everybody had a good laugh jeremy stevens even kind of laughed like okay you got me and Jokar Close decided to say it to him when they were in their face-off at the last face-off before the fights. And Stevens is a hothead. We know this. He trains down here at Alliance in San Diego. And I've seen the guy. He's just, he's a he's a fiery-blooded guy. I am too. I get it, man. Like People want to always assume that because you're a smaller dude, you're not willing to throw down. I'm 135 pounds and I will throw down with anybody. Jeremy Stevens is not much different. He was returning to 155. I was super pumped for this fight. It was a... Uh, uh, big big fight in his career he needed this fight and Drakkar Close needed the step up in, in competition and Jeremy Stevens is a big step up so I don't think that's getting enough attention I think that everybody's kind of touched on it but let's let's dial in on the fact that both these guys need to fight each other this was a big fight and it was an appropriate fight that leaves the main event Robert Whitaker, Kelvin Gastelum you know it is what it is man Robert Whitaker came out and with wins over Till and Cannoneer in his last two fights he kind of have a level of expectation that he's gonna come out and be very 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 heavy paced and he's gonna put it on you and gastelum you know give him credit he replaced costa who was out with the flu and his last couple fights that he lost were to izzy till and hermanson those are all top top tier guys he beat ian heinish and you know nothing against ian heinish he's just not quite that level up so he's got probably two, three more big fights before he's where Kelvin's at now. And for Kelvin to have beaten Ian and then come up to this big step up in a champion, like Robert Whitaker is as much of a champion as it gets unless you're fighting Izzy. This dude might as well literally be the all-time best interim champion in this division. Like he held it down and then fought uh, Yoel Romero. And then his next fight, Yoel Romero and Yoel missed weight. So, I mean, technically he really hasn't had too much of a like a real championship run and I think it's time for Whitaker to have his shot do I think he's gonna go out there and dominate Izzy no but I think Whitaker has the skill set and the bag of tools to go beat Izzy it's gonna be a tough fight but I don't know that Izzy can do what he did again to Whitaker Whitaker seemed like in that last fight, he was just running into Izzy's fist. Kelvin is one of those guys. His next step needs to be a very calculated one. I think Kelvin could fight Derek Brunson. He could fight Paulo Costa. 
He could fight Marvin Vittori. Any one of those fights would be a good fight for him. Do I think he's going to get one of those? Probably not. He might get a rematch with Hermanson. He might fight Cannoneer. I don't know where his career goes, but Kelvin, he needs to string together some wins. After this loss to Robert Whitaker, though, you can definitely see that Kelvin has not only the skill set to go with the top tier guys, but he's passionate and still wants to do this. And that's what you don't want to see is someone lose their passion for fighting and be stuck in a cage fighting. It's just not a good place to be um some housekeeping so we need to touch on a few things we got 261 next week this is going to be a short episode this week unfortunately we just got a lot going on so we're in the middle of getting mics set up we're in the middle of getting a little studio set up we're in the middle of getting sweaters printed up we're we just got a lot going on as a whole unit for uh, our our podcast team um we are up on a couple more different platforms we're uh distributing through a new way again got a new hosting website not that any of this is really important to you guys i just want to share our progress with you guys our our support from you the fans is just really important to us man go ahead and shout us out tag us on instagram we'll be happy to send stickers any anybody who wants to shout us out anywhere just let us know so we could shoot you a sticker pack we're getting ready to be doing a giveaway here uh in the in the beginning of the summer probably we'll do a tank top giveaway um just really get down to it um we're gonna do a look ahead to 261 one thing that i want everybody to remember is as we grow we're gonna be including you guys with us we don't want to grow with without our fans and we don't want to make anyone feel like we're not doing this to entertain you guys this is what it's for i like fighting i know you guys like fighting that's why we're doing this is because i'm trying to connect with more like-minded people and not everybody i talk to cares about the ufc so i would like to get in touch with you guys if you guys want to email get in touch with us on facebook anyway just go ahead and link up with us also with that being said shout out to cal coast printing always that's our printing company they're one of the best they literally get everything done within a couple of days of ordering right now so if you have a big order get it in before they get busy because you know summer's coming up everybody's gonna be getting their prints done um if you need stickers buttons anything like we we can make it all happen for you guys hit up calco's printing they got the mother's day stuff all the way on down to your own personalized gear so other than that on to 261 um let's go ahead and start with the main event it's gonna be one of those ones where it's like we know what to expect but we don't know if it's gonna go the way we expected you know i think everybody expects that Kamaru's gonna come out on top but we're all giving jorge masvidal the opportunity to, to prove us wrong we all really like him nope i don't think anybody dislikes jorge masvidal he's just a really exciting fun guy especially after the flying knee his personalities really come out but Kamaru Usman is probably gonna go down in history it's top two top three welterweights if not the best in the world so hopefully Masvidal doesn't come back with the oh I needed another two weeks because after 18 years in the fight game I don't think he gets another one unless Usman's not the chance so good luck to you Jorge Masvidal uh not counting out anything that he's capable of he's got the hands he's got the ability to take down defense I just don't know because Kamaru is that good but with that being said we have two other title fights on the menu tonight we got Weili Zhang versus Rose Namajunas this took a week 
weird turn. It started out just like friendly competition. Whaley called her out after her last win. And to be honest, I don't really know the history between China and Lithuania, but that's where Rose's family's from. Apparently, there's some tension there. And Rose came out and said, better uh, dead than red, which is like a old school American like a campaign slogan against uh, Chinese communism. But I mean, I really don't know too much about what's going on there. I see this as a super competitive fight. This could be another fight of the year contender, which would be crazy for Whaley to have back-to-back fight of the years. I mean, she went up against uh, Joanna, which was a brutal match. And honestly, I scored it for Whaley. Some people scored it for Joanna, but it was like one of the best fights you could ever watch in MMA. So go back and watch that one if you get the chance. Other than that, Rose, I mean, she really is called Thug Rose for a reason. She hits hard. She's good. Real good. She's got great footwork, good angles. But at the same time, you never know. She has her anxiety moments. She does let the pressure get to her sometimes. But I like Rose. Um, I, If I was picking right now, I would probably pick Whaley in that fight. But it is like a pick em fight in my opinion. And then here's the other third title fight, which is insane to have this one on the books. You have Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Which, I mean, this chick would literally slam you on there your head and do real damage look what she did to rose um valentina is elite though she's literally top tier in any weight class i mean she's the number two woman just to Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes is such a savage. And Valentina, I mean, she pretty much I, I, I think she won the second fight against her, but like I said, some people scored it like I did. Most people scored it for Amanda, but whatever. Valentina, if she can display the same level of wrestling that she's been working on, then I think she wins this one decisively like she has been. But Jessica's got the power, and if she connects on one early, it'll be a tough night for Valentina. And then the fourth match on the pay-per-view is Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman, which finally get this fight. Uriah, after beating Anderson Silva, hopefully that's the fight that takes him over the hill like he needs. I like Uriah Hall, but I mean, he does have his own moments where he really struggles. Chris Weidman, I mean, he's back down at middleweight. He tried the 205 run, got clipped by Reyes, but at the end of the day, this is just a little late in his career. He doesn't have that many fights, but he's been doing it for a long time. This is just his 21st professional fight, so hopefully it goes well for him, but I got Uriah Hall on that one. And then Anthony Lionheart Smith returns against Jimmy Crew. I mean, Anthony, he's a real contender i never count him out uh, he's got a little losing streak going but he's a dog and i think once he gets back to his winning ways it'll be real interesting how that light heavyweight division goes uh, jimmy crew i mean name speaks for itself he's 12 and 1 young guy this is his chance um couple other notable fights on the card uh the prelims you have the prelim main event uh alex cowboy Oliveira going against randy brown it's going to be an exciting one can't wait for that one to lead into the pay-per-view you have carl roberson and brendan allen another banger of a fight and then on the early prelim you have a couple new names but all these names on here are interesting ones and that's why they're on this jacksonville card so ufc 261 on the horizon um 
check back with us on our Instagram. Like I said, Facebook, all that good stuff. We are going to be on every single distribution site. If you are streaming, you can find us. All right, guys, we out. Catch you after the pay-per-view.